I want to say I'm organized, but I'm not. And like, look, you can still run a business. Like you don't have to be super put together and all your ducks in a row and all these, like you just kind of figure it out as you go and embrace the chaos. Hello, and welcome to the Method Supply Podcast, intentional conversations with incredible humans sharing their daily method. This week, Rachel talks with business owner, Julia Langston. Julia has gone through a winding road to get to where she is today. From a short stint in nursing to managing her own vintage rug business, Julia shares her perspective that her unique journey has given her. We hope you enjoy. What's up, Method fam? This is Rachel coming at you this week. Happy Monday. I'm super pumped about our interview today. Today we have a friend of mine, Julia, who's going to be talking today about her business that she started and kind of her journey of how she got there. Um, Julia is based in Charleston, South Carolina, where I live. Um, and she started a company called Cord and Cotton. Um, I'm really pumped for you guys to hear about it today. I think you'll hear about a great story from her and also learn about um, some really neat products and items that you might want to go on Instagram and buy. I know I have a bunch of her um, products on my feed saved on my Instagram, and I even have one of them in my house. So I'm really pumped to talk to her today. Julia, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to be here. Rachel, thanks for the intro. Uh, Like she said, I live in Charleston now with my husband, and we have a two and a one-year-old. And we moved from Greenville. Um, We both grew up in South Carolina, but now we've made Charleston home and that's where I have my business, Cording Cotton, like Rachel said. And I'm just excited to share little bits about that with you guys. And it's definitely been a journey and I feel like I'm still learning as I go, but it's been really fun. And I've learned a lot along the way from mostly mistakes, but it's been fun uh, to learn from those as well. So I'm excited to be here. And yeah, let's let's talk. (laughs) So Julia, I know that you didn't originally start out in business development or with your company. Um, That was something you kind of took on later. Um, And you used to be, you thought you wanted to be a nurse for a while. So tell me about your journey starting from maybe what you studied in college and kind of going into um, kind of what we've, we've talked about before, just what you studied at school, what was kind of your thought process, what you started with in college, and then um, where your journey kind of went from that nursing piece in the middle all the way to where you are now. Yeah. So I can put me on the list of people that really had no clue going into college, what they wanted to do with their lives and more or less, um, just what to pick for a major. So I studied, I went to Clemson, go Tigers. I studied, Food science was, which was the official degree, and that essentially is a degree in nutrition, which I kind of learned early on in that that I really wanted to do something in healthcare. I wasn't sure what, so I picked nutrition because it was more of an interest of mine. And then once I graduated, kind of changed course a little bit, and I thought I was going to go to PA school and be a PA. And through about at least 10 rejection letters, I decided, let's try nursing. And so at that point, I was a few years out of Clemson and living in Greenville, South Carolina. And I went to Clemson's second degree accelerated nursing program. 
which was really fast and crazy. And it's just like information overload. And so after that, I was a nurse for about one year and I learned very quickly in that as well, that it just wasn't for me either. Um, and so it took me probably about five years from graduating college to get to the point where I just, you know, was totally done with healthcare and I wanted to do something different. And it's a really, honestly, a hard place to be when you really don't know what you want to do and you've had, you know, worked so hard for a certain degree that you don't want to use anymore or you think you don't. So that was definitely a process. I think it was, um, yeah, I learned a lot through that. Essentially what it came down to, my husband asked me, you know, what do you want to do? I said, I don't know. We had been married for all of like, I think we got engaged and married within like a few months. And I had been a nurse for like six months. So it wasn't very long, but we, it basically came down to, I had to make the same amount of money I was making as a nurse and whatever I chose to do next. And so that was my, that was my goal at that time. Yeah. That's a really practical goal. Definitely something that you have to think about when you're switching from one profession, especially something like you said that you worked so hard for so long because you thought you wanted to do it and switching over to something that was more what you wanted to do and and you felt more fulfilled in. Um, Yeah. For sure. It's, it can be a hard, it's definitely a hard decision. And especially when you just really don't know what to do, but, um, yeah, I, yeah, that's all. (laughs) So how did, how did you kind of branch from nursing? I mean, I, I understand that you, you stopped what you were doing. How did you branch into cord and cotton or into, um, maybe else like into that kind of sector of, um, of vintage rugs. How did you get there? Yeah. So cording cotton, what I essentially do is we have a online store with different vintage textiles. Um, most of them are rugs. We have some pillowcases. So from that description, it's very different than healthcare, obviously. Um, but I would say the majority of my life, I've been kind of drawn to interior design and styling and just honestly, like thrifting. Like I love a good vintage find. Mm-hmm. I have a story or two about picking up random oddities on the side of the road and putting them in the house. Or now it's like for the kids, we you know find random things on the side of the road. But all that to say, <laughs> I... I really just had a piece missing where I wanted to do something creative and totally out of the box. Healthcare is awesome. um, But I felt like it was a little bit too, you know, by the books for my personality in some ways and following protocols. And, you know, there's only certain ways to do things. And I'm that just like didn't fully jive with my personality and just my creativity and thought process in certain contexts. And so I, um, I really was looking for some rugs and different furniture for our house back when we lived in Greenville. And long story short, I stumbled upon some vintage Turkish rugs. Uh, these vendors overseas in Turkey were selling the products and 
I was like, well, I could buy one rug for X amount, or I could try to buy, you know, five or 10 and maybe they'll give me a wholesale price or a discounted price. And I'm all about a discount or a coupon. And so basically I decided I was going to buy 10 rugs and just see if I could resell them and like my close circles in Greenville and friends, friends of friends, that kind of thing. And so we had a friend that was moving to Greenville at that time or close to it. And I think she ended up buying maybe six or eight of the 10 that I had purchased. And so that little hobby in that moment became over the past four years, like a pretty big business, um, small business, but on a bigger scale. And so that's kind of how I just would buy a few and then sell them and then buy a few more and just kind of repeat the cycle um, over the years. So that's kind of what happened. So obviously in your business, being a small business owner, you wear a lot of hats. You're the yes. the CEO, you do the marketing, you do the financials, you, you ship everything out, you do the sourcing. So navigating that, how do you how do you kind of balance all of those hats? And do you divide up your week into different days that you do different tasks? Or how do you kind of manage all of those pieces? Yeah, that's a great question. Honestly, it's one that I really have had to put a lot more thought into recently. Um, We, right about the time I started the business was when I was pregnant with our first child. And so in the course of the last three and a half years, we've had two small children and also started a business, um, which has been a lot. And honestly, it's kind of been survival mode. I, I wish I was more methodical about my days, but it's honestly been just, you know, how can we sell and ship out as fast as possible? And I've had some really great help along the way. There's several girls in my husband as well, who have just really done a lot for our business and helped me ship out rugs and drive them to UPS or drive stuff around Charles. There's just so many things. Um, But one of my goals actually for 2021 is not only to hire someone, um, hopefully in the next few weeks to help me with just different things, which will be a big deal. That's my first hire, official hire, Um, but also get some some strategy to what each day of the week looks like. Um, And so right now, I really just... I don't know. There's literally no organization to it. And that's probably one of my flaws, but it's definitely a cycle of the buying. And then once you get them over here, you have to do the pictures and I have a photographer that helps me. And then we get them on the website. And then once they sell, they ship out and then we do it all over again. So it's a big, it's kind of a big multi-step process, but I'm hoping this year, like I said, my goal is to get, get it a little more streamlined with with some good help. So that's kind of where we are. And we just got an office. So that's a big, oh, big, big deal. Because um, awesome. we can kind of, you know, have, I've honestly been shipping rugs out of my living room or kitchen or wherever there's a surface for the past three and a half years. So this is yeah. a big step. And I think it'll create more, more structure and more strategy and we'll get a, get a good system going. <laughs> So you're really in this expansion stage stage of your business this year. 2021 is really a big kind of 
moving to the next level and next scale for you. You've got an office, you're going to hire someone new. Like that's, that's a big step. It is. It feels very, honestly, it feels surreal. I think we've just been, you know, trying to survive and get by that. I think this will be such a refreshing step to take the work out of the house and not have all the rugs all over the house at all times and just be able to have our little studio space with some, um, you know, good organization there. And yeah, 2021, we're a few months in barely. It's going to be going to be a big year. I hope. Yeah. What would you say the most difficult part of your job is in managing multiple things, not just, just thinking about both your work life and also being a mom? Like what would you say the most difficult piece is? Yeah. So I think, I mean, aside from, I think, like technically the hardest part is probably like shipping out orders and just Mm -hmm. keeping up with the demand of that. But like personally, it's really hard. It's been really hard for me to create healthy boundaries around work. Mm -hmm. And I think when you work from home, um, and like I said, we have a two and a one-year-old, like it's just really, when I, when I'm with them, I want to be fully present and a lot of my work and a lot of the demand is on my phone. Cause that's, you know, I work from Instagram or from checking emails, whatever it is. And that's been a hard, hard balance to try to figure out what that looks like, um, to be fully present really in both regards. And so I think having the office will, I think that'll help me, you know, be all in when I'm there. And then when I'm home, I don't have, you know, rugs to stuff into boxes, Lord willing, at least. Um, And I can be fully engaged there. So just, you know, creating boundaries, work-life balance. I think I'm sure a lot of people struggle with that, but it's definitely on a different level when you are a working mom and when you are the the one and only for the business for so long. Um, But it's been, that's been another learning point that I've, we've had, my husband and I've had many conversations. So Here's to creating better boundaries. (laughs) What would you say your favorite part about your job is? Oh, gosh. Um, My favorite part is probably, I mean, I could name several things, but I really do enjoy, granted, we are online, but I still get Mm -hmm. to rub shoulders in a way with different people, whether it's virtually Mm -hmm. or on the phone or I've met a lot of people here in Charleston and when we lived in Greenville, just like getting to interact with different types of people in totally different seasons of life. And they all are, you know, in some way passionate about these rugs or these vintage products because it brings joy to their home and it creates a space that they, you know, want to have people over or I like to say it's, you know, art for your floors because there's all different styles and patterns and you can kind of pick different things, but it kind of, um, it goes across ages and, you know, like I said, different types of people and um, just getting to meet, meet them. And I think the uh, having the office studio space here will give me, you know, even more opportunities to interact and just meet people. I think that's kind of what I missed about being, virtual for so long and just even like you know you can email someone and that's meaningful in some way but getting to like face-to-face see people I think will be really cool too so hopefully we'll move towards that in some capacity uh this year yeah and I think we've talked about this before but 
the rugs that you source, you source primarily from businesses over in both Turkey and now and now India, um, but you're sourcing from family-owned companies. Is that right? Yes. Most of them are, I mean, probably third, fourth, fifth generation rug vendors. Um, so a lot of the a lot of the real, there's honestly some that are probably, I'm 31, they're probably similar age to me. And I don't know that they are actually like making the rugs themselves. Some of the newer production ones are for sure, but they have just like family owned companies that have done this for years and years. And it's really cool. Um, a lot of them that I interact with say like, you know, I'm carrying on the family tradition. It's just cool that it like kind of stays in the family there and it, it does yeah. become a um, just like a big family operation, which I admire that. I think that's kind of a lost art in some ways, but yeah. it's cool that they, that that's what they do. Yeah. That is really cool. What do you say makes what you do worthwhile? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, it's kind of a different thought process than like, what's your favorite thing? It's like, what, what makes you proud for what you do? Like, what do you, what do you value about what you do that kind of makes you happy to say that you do what you do? Gosh, that's a tricky one. I think, um, it'd be somewhere along the lines of what I mentioned earlier. Um, just, I think people, they don't, I think a lot of people haven't heard of, um, these vintage products, but I think what's really cool. And I don't, I don't know if this would maybe make it worthwhile, but it's cool to me that these products that were made, some of them, you know, close to a hundred years ago, like the story mm. kind of lives on in a new way yeah. and they are vintage pieces, obviously, but now they're you know, somewhere else in a new home with a new life. And it's just cool to me that they are, um, yeah, just like getting to carry on the story. And I'm sure like if, if only they could talk the stories they could tell these, you know, carpets and different textiles that were, um, made many years ago that they just, I don't know if that, that's probably not a good answer to the question. No, I think that's a great answer. No, no, no. But it's just cool that it's like, I don't know. I really appreciate old stuff being given new life. And I think it's cool to have a new production item, but I just think there's so much character and charm and just like old life and these products that, you know, they're, they're so well made that they can be used for so many more generations and like I mean it may it I don't know I have we have a few in our house that I'm like okay this one has been in our daughter's nursery since she was you know a newborn and I'm like hope she can pass it on in her family too um it's just cool that it you know it's a product that lives on kind of yeah it is and you're right it's something that if only they could talk the stories they could tell because they've been possessions of families for years and it's one of those things that they just stand the test of time it it shows how good craftsmanship can stand the test of time and how you always can recycle things that have been used um in a really special way so and that's like kind of the goal of yes it's a 
bigger investment up front, but it's like literally made to stand the test of time. And um, the quality is just so good that, you know, it can be an heirloom product and it can go on through different families over here in America that now have them. So it's really, it's really unique. Yeah. When you were a kid, what did you want to do? Like when you were in elementary school what did, or middle school, what did you oh, tell gosh. people you wanted to do? Because I apparently I used to tell people that I wanted to be an astronaut, which I don't remember. But apparently I used to tell people that I remember wanting to be a writer. So, but I'm always curious to hear what people yeah. wanted to be Honestly, I have the worst memory. Um, I should probably ask my parents if I said anything. I do remember... I mean, the two things I remember doing were playing school and like I was Mm. the teacher or um, I feel like for a while, I actually have an aunt that was a librarian for a while. And so I remember playing library a lot. So maybe something in academia, I don't know for sure, but those are the two things that I remember like consistently playing. Um, but there's not, I don't know that there's like one thing sticking out to me. Like I said, when Mm -hmm. I started college, I was kind of clueless as to what I wanted to do. So I don't know. That's a good question though, to think on. One of the things you told me when we talked a few weeks ago was that you, you kind of not fly by the seat of your pants, but you kind of like, yes, don't know what you're doing a lot and you thrive in chaos, which I think is such a strength because some people and there's nothing wrong with this, but some people really just need a lot of structure and, and don't really enjoy the chaos or just the chaos really overwhelms them. I'm kind of one of those people that's in the middle. Like I can go, 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 but I have to like either be in a season of intense stress and not sleep <laughs> to, for that to be slightly yeah. sustainable. Or I have to kind of like have some balance of structure and like weeks of structure and weeks of craziness kind of back and forth in order to balance it out. But it really does seem like you are very comfortable with not knowing, which I, I think is so useful, especially being a business owner, because there's a lot of times that you don't know where things are going to end up and you don't know what you're going to be able to do. And and being okay with the not knowing helps you kind of push on. There's definitely strengths in that. Um, I think I have just kind of learn to adapt in chaos. And I think it's probably a little bit my personality in general. And I think that's why, you know, for a minute, I excelled in healthcare, you could say, because I just was kind of calm under pressure, and there was not a big reaction. And I just kind of could figure it out. And honestly, like when you're a small business owner, and it's you're it like, you have to just kind of figure it out. And um, I've had a lot of a lot of great help along the way, like I said, but there's yeah. times where I'm Googling like at first, like, how do you, sh- I don't even know how to ship a rug. Like, I don't even know how to <laughs> take something to UPS or whatever. Um, but yes, I think when you add in the, the mom dynamic and just all the things, all the hats, like you said earlier, you definitely have to kind of just be willing. I, you know, I get home three, four o'clock. And then I put on my mom hat and then I do all the mom and wife and household things. And it's definitely chaotic. Chaotic is just the word of my life. I think just this season right now, but it's definitely been cool to see how I've just, I think I've learned different things through that. And 
there's, I mean, for sure moments of, wow, like this is not working. Maybe we should pursue an office. And just, that was like such a big, big prayer of mine for so long was like, okay, our, you know, let's, we got to get out of the living room. And now yeah. that it's a thing, I think that's why I'm still like, this is surreal. Cause it was something that, you know, I longed for for so long, but yeah, it's definitely chaotic, but I think it's, I think I do. I don't know that I thrive in that per se, but I definitely, I it just, you know, you kind of adapt. It is what it is and you have to just keep, keep cranking along. So, yeah. Do you think that little you would be proud of you today? Oh gosh. <laughs> I would hope so. Um, I think honestly, like, you know, some days I'm like, what am I even doing? Like, I'm just selling, ra- like, it's just so random But I think if you really get to know like what the day-to-day looks like and just the whole process kind of like we've talked through here, um, just so much goes into it. And it is, I think in a way it does, you know, play meaning in different people's lives. I hope so. And I hope to do more of that in the future too. But yeah, I would hope myself would be, my old self would be proud, my young self, younger self, but um yeah, I think it's definitely been a journey and just, just to see, you know, you think you're going to do one thing with your life and then you do something totally different and that's okay. Um, so many people that that's the case. And I would just encourage anyone that's like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing or I just went to school for 25 years and now I don't want to do that. Like, it's okay. Like you kind of just have to step out there and and try it, try something. And it like mine was kind of a hobby and then it turned into more. And, um, yeah, it's cool to see the progress, but it's definitely, it's been a journey for sure. Still is. If you could give people one piece of advice, if they wanted to pursue something they were passionate about and it wasn't what they were already doing, what would you tell them? Do it. I mean, that's very simple, but I think do it or try it. Like you, you don't know until you try it. And I think a lot of like the scariest part for me was not only like the years, but also like the financial investment. And I'm not saying that those things aren't very important to consider, but I don't think anyone would want to, you know, live the majority of their life and think, man, like if I had only tried that different career path or if I had only, if I hadn't tried, you know, to start my own business, like, I mean, I could almost guarantee that it would, it's going to be chaotic and it's going to be just so many levels of crazy. And, you know, you're Googling stuff that you don't know how to do, but I think if you don't try it, then you don't know. And it's okay to try it and fail, like not fail, but I tried several, you know, different career paths or different professions and, you know, they didn't, they weren't for me. And that's like, I think it's through the trying and changing your mind kind of process. Like that's what taught me the most. And just, I learned so much through a change, of course, and it wasn't without a lot of, you know, headache and why is this happening or, you know, whatever the question is, but to get to the point where you're like, okay, this is awesome. And I still don't know what I'm doing. And I learn something new every day. I think 
that's just it's a great place to be even though it it's super hard too I think your word is chaos (laughs) I think it is yeah I think I think that's the word that I think that's the word that you would use to describe where you've been where you're going and what you thrive in it's I think it's your story is very obvious that you thrive in that that chaos piece Um, and it's funny because I feel like I'm, I just want to deny that. Like it's chaotic, <laughs> but we're fine. But I think anyone yeah. that knows me well in the past, you know, two to three years with a business and two small children would say, it's a good, like you are very chaotic, but that's just yeah. you. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think chaos is used in a lot of negative ways, but I think that, I think that some people like you thrive in busy environments where they're doing lots of different things and that is chaotic to a lot of people but for some that's just multitasking to the max so that's so your I think your word is chaos <laughs> yeah and just shout out to all the other people that I'm like the biggest procrastinator I want to say I'm organized but I'm not and like look you can still run a business like you don't yeah. have to be super put together and all your ducks in a row and all these, like you just kind of figure it out as you go and embrace the chaos. It's so true. Julia, I'm so glad that you agreed to go on the podcast today. I know that it was, it's your first podcast. So (laughs) I know we um, kind of talked about it before, but I'm so thankful that you did. I think that a lot of people are going to find what you said extremely helpful and encouraging. So thank you. Um, Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah. This was fun. It is fun. It's nice. it's fun to have a conversation and, and talk about people's stories because everyone has such different stories, but there's a lot of common things that we all struggle with and, and think about our journeys. So um, if you guys want to follow her on Instagram, she has her business Cord and Cotton with beautiful vintage rugs. They are gorgeous. Um, I think you've got a giveaway right now too. So um, although that one might be done soon. So if you guys want to follow her on Instagram, yeah, see the rugs. I think it ends tonight. We'll do another one soon, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so you guys can follow her page, look at her rugs, maybe even buy one for your house. Um, she's an awesome person inside and out, and we are pumped that she's on the podcast. So y'all take a look at her Instagram. Otherwise, Method Fam, we hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time. That was Julia Langston on how you can embrace the chaos in life and enjoy figuring it out as you go along. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Method Supply Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming service. That's all for now. But as always, we challenge you to find, live, and share your method today. See you next time.